A school teacher named Alyssa worked at a school in New Jersey when a terrible thing happened. A van went out of control, skidding and barreling towards a group of students, and Alyssa thought quickly. Without concern for her own safety, she threw herself into the path of the van, protecting the kids, our kids. This was the second worst moment of her life. The absolute worst moment was when she met Project Veritas and its head honcho, James O'Keefe. This is Dumb People with Terrible Ideas. I'm your host, Eric Gray. What about real victims of sexual assault who are offended by the fact that you had your operative pose as a fake victim? I have no comment on that. I'd like to move on to the next question, please. James O'Keefe was born and raised on the border of New Jersey and Mordor. After a childhood spent being fairly useless and dumb, O'Keefe grew into a young man with the generic good looks of the villain in every Teen Mom episode. At this point, O'Keefe realized his calling, what would ultimately become his life's work. Secretly filming his political enemies saying terrible things in private and deceptively editing the videos to make them look even worse. The worst business model in human history. Everyone knows that liberals say their terrible things in public. Instead of secret cameras, just bring a three-camera crew from CNN. Work smarter, not harder. Yet this flea market Martin Scorsese filmed his first gotcha video as a young college student. A meeting with the staff of his university to ban the serial Lucky Charms from the dining halls because it might offend the Irish. Um, I was offended by the fact that this is Lucky Charms. I mean, I'm, I'm not lucky, am I? My great, 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 great grandfather died in the Irish potato famine, and you know, I'm not four foot eleven. I don't have red hair, and I think that's offensive. O'Keefe's idea was not on behalf of Irish people or big cereal. It was merely an opportunity to make racially sensitive people look stupid. By catching it on film, he could shame and ridicule the lunch people, making three bucks an hour as they dumped tons of lucky charms into the Rutgers University dumpster, ruining their New Jersey mandatory smoke break. If you want to shame and ridicule Rutgers University, just film their students when Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer plays. This debut college video, presumably produced by James O'Keefe when he wasn't competing as a starter for his intramural date rape team, actually resulted in nothing embarrassing for the school. No change in dining policy, and no sudden epiphany from O'Keefe that, hey, I might not be very good at this. Instead, O'Keefe did what any white guy with a trust fund does. 
double down with what failed the first time because these motherfuckers only fail up. After graduating with a degree in animal husbandry, O'Keefe worked for a year at the Leadership Institute, who probably fired him because he had no leadership and needed to be institutionalized. This is when James O'Keefe truly grew up and realized his destiny, being a grade A asshole. enjoys acting like the worst person in the world, which isn't a stretch for him, then film other people reacting to his being the worst person in the world, and then bravely edit his part out. He does documentaries that leave out the main character. His version of Forrest Gump would be a 10 minute long short about a white girl that loves to party and a black dude that loves shrimp. If you see James O'Keefe in a planned parenthood, you might assume he's getting his loyalty card punched for the fifth time to qualify for a free round of penicillin. Instead, his curiosity about the organization and its funding resulted in a sting operation that, while done with the subtlety of an air horn in an elevator, actually might have found some bad judgment. Hello, Autumn. I'm interested in making a donation today. He posed as a potential donor, said some unbelievably racist comments. Great, because I really face trouble with affirmative action, and I don't want my kids being disadvantaged, you know, against um, black kids and a local Planned Parenthood clinic that was strapped for funding, still agreed to accept his donation. And we just think, you know, the, the, less, the less black kids out there, the better. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Piss poor planning for an organization that has plan in their name. This minor victory against his ideological enemy is perhaps the last thing O'Keefe did that wasn't a 100% debacle. It emboldened him, fueling him like a vodka Red Bull at a frat house. Then he aspired to embarrass and discredit CNN. This is CNN. Posing as himself, a guy that looks like you ordered Spencer Pratt on Etsy. He attempted to lure a female CNN reporter onto a boat to discuss her upcoming documentary on the conservative movement. To her, this was a get, an important interview with the voice of a new political movement. To him, it was a chance to maybe, just maybe, get laid. It's hard not to admire O'Keefe's amazing ability to ignore what he looks and sounds like and even think that he has a shot with an attractive female journalist with a real career filming interviews for an actual network. But recognize the appalling amount of danger that this journalist was being lured into. The boat, dubbed a, quote, Pleasure Palace was equipped with hidden cameras and microphones, 
props included a condom jar, dildos, lube, Viagra and stamina pills, fuzzy handcuffs, and a blindfold. Or as James O'Keefe might say, tools of his trade. His grand plan to videotape his own aggressive sexual harassment was somehow supposed to reflect badly upon the CNN reporter somehow? I suppose it's not surprising that a man who thinks American Psycho is a love story might proudly film his own felony. The plan was thwarted by one of O'Keefe's own employees who cautioned the journalist to stay the hell away from the boat. And the journalist listened. She declined to get on the boat. A narrow escape from a terrible situation that no human being should have to escape from. James O'Keefe's organization is named Project Veritas, which is Latin for stranger danger. Project Veritas uses undercover operations and secret recordings that are deceptively edited to make their political enemies look bad or even criminal. Instead, it often backfires due to the sheer stupidity of its mission and leader. In 2017, the Washington Post was knee-deep in an investigation into Roy Moore, a U.S. Senate candidate from the failed state of Alabama. Mr. Moore had been accused of sexual misconduct. An employee of Project Veritas, a 41-year-old woman, posed as a victim of Roy Moore, claiming that she had been impregnated by him as a teenager. The Washington Post didn't quite believe her story. Something was off. This woman had three different aliases, three phone numbers, and kept randomly showing up at bars and restaurants that the reporters liked to hang out in. This crazy cat lady appeared to be everywhere that Post reporters went to drown their liver and was eventually noticed, even by these dead-eyed, dead-tree journalists that haven't been sober since the Seinfeld finale. And she was relentless. In one case, she hammered a Post employee by text message for three months in an attempt to meet for dinner. Three months. Three whole months. You couldn't pay most people to dine with a Washington Post journalist. And here, here she was being, as the kids say, thirsty. But crazy behavior is a given from anyone who proudly claimed to have had sex with Roy Moore. Right. This woman, Jamie Phillips, was joining journalism groups and showing up at social events, including some send-offs for Post employees. The idea being to befriend uh, Post employees and uh, strike up conversations with them, either in person or via text message. And the goal, of course, was to ultimately uh, get records either on tape or perhaps in written form of journalists saying incriminating things that would uh, reflect bias uh, in the newsroom. Despite their alcoholic haze and adenochrome addiction, 
these slightly less than eagle-eyed reporters tripped over a sea of their own dicks and fell directly into discovering a plot to infiltrate their own newspaper by Project Veritas. Instead of publishing the false claims of a teenage pregnancy, the Washington Post reported on the attempt to punk their own newsroom, resulting in a Pulitzer Prize for the Washington Post. For investigative reporting, the prize is awarded to the staff of the Washington Post. Project Veritas had helped their target to claim the world's most prestigious journalism award, exactly the opposite of their brilliant plan. James O'Keefe, a man that smells his fingers after shaking a woman's hand, probably wept while driving to his To Catch a Predator audition. You may have discovered a real running thread through Project Veritas and its founder, James O'Keefe, who looks like every DUI mugshot from an Arizona Hummer driver. That running thread is women. What with the hating of Planned Parenthood, Roy Moore's fake teenage girlfriend, the weird boat sex plot thing, there's always a strong chloroform-like smell of misogyny around this fella. Take this female, for example, U.S. Senator Mary Landro. Police arrested him and three other men, one the son of a federal prosecutor, and charged them with trying to interfere with the phones at Landro's office in New Orleans. O'Keefe and his merry band of roofie smugglers decided to bug the senator's office after their moms finally let them watch Ocean's Eleven for the first time. They were arrested, dressed as telephone repairmen. They got popped for a felony, reduced to a misdemeanor. Or this female, Congressperson Ilhan Omar from Minnesota. James O'Keefe here in downtown Minneapolis at the scene of the crime. Project Veritas released a video claiming that she was involved in some cash for voting scandal. These claims were refuted by USA Today, The New York Times, Representative Omar herself, Snopes, for heaven's sake, probably even the judges of American Idol and that cowboy Texan guy who's married to Gwen Stefani, or when he dressed as a pimp to promote a sting operation against an organization that registered people to vote, or when he claimed to be dating a sex worker for another outlandish gotcha attempt. So many times it's a weird desire to get closer to women or women's organizations or dear God, please, won't some woman finally look at me? The year is 1997. It was the year of Mbop and the Spice Girls, Titanic, and the death of Princess Diana. This is when Alyssa, remember Alyssa? Alyssa was working at a school in New Jersey when a van went out of control, skidding and barreling towards a group of students. She thought quickly and threw herself into the path of the van, protecting the kids, our kids. Alyssa was seriously injured, uh, broken ribs, a broken wrist. Her eyes were cut by glass. Her pelvis hurt and bruised. She was hospitalized. Her heroism saved students, 
our students. And Alyssa was universally praised by her school in New Jersey and the President of the United States. Alyssa was what every parent wants to see at their child's school, a smart and selfless public servant, a hero. 13 years later, Project Veritas sent one of their trolls to a teacher conference, secretly recording the conversations, the drinking, the dalliances that school teachers are prone to do when they are among their peers, away from school and off work. Alyssa was there and single, her wrist and ribs and pelvis healed, even if she still had pain and nightmares sometimes. And this asshole from Project Veritas started hitting on her in a sting operation they called Teachers Gone Wild. As Alyssa let her guard down, she relaxed, uh, she blew off some steam with this attractive young man that was plying her with drinks. She told a story about a fellow teacher that had wrongfully and despicably called a black student the N-word. She was disgusted by her colleagues' bad behavior. She revealed this story in a moment of candor to a man that was secretly recording her. Project Veritas released the tape. Alyssa was suspended for using the N-word. She was denied a pay raise. The school superintendent said that the school district was getting hammered by negative publicity from the recording. While acknowledging that Alyssa hadn't used the racist slur in any context other than explaining what another person had said. Some news reports suggest that Alyssa was fired, others simply suspended. I wanted to reach out to Alyssa and clarify it. I found her phone number, but hey, better to leave it alone. She's had enough dipshit guys try to ply her for information, and like life, previous assholes ruin it for the good guys. So I didn't reach out. When later asked about the secret recording from Project Veritas, Alyssa said, quote, I felt like I was raped. That day in 1997, long ago, when Alyssa threw her body into the path of an incoming vehicle to protect the lives of students, resulting in grievous injuries to herself, that suddenly became only the second worst time of her life. There is some evidence to suggest that James O'Keefe, a guy who looks like he moans when he wipes, has caught illegal activity on camera multiple times. It might even be him or his own staff. In a bold act of civil disobedience, James O'Keefe filmed himself crossing the United States border from Mexico to show how easy it is. He immediately went back to Mexico and crossed the same border an hour later 
dressed as Osama bin Laden on camera. In a different sting attempt, a New Hampshire mayor said that due to voter fraud activities, O'Keefe should be prosecuted to the fullest because Project Veritas had successfully acquired ballots of dead citizens. The very definition of voter fraud. Another time, this idiot filmed himself calling into CNN's daily morning editorial calls. He claimed to have been secretly recording these calls with CNN journalists throughout the nation for two months. This is CNN. However, dialing into a private phone call and recording it without the knowledge or consent of the people on the call may have broken any number of laws. A person can lie. A person can hide the truth. It happens all the time. But when your very business model relies on disguising truth, deriving a paycheck from deceit, you probably work for one of the political parties. Or you live at Mar-a-Lago. Project Veritas views the ghosts of ruined careers as trophies, scalps to be dried and hung as reminders of their work exposing corruption. But reality is much different. James O'Keefe and Project Veritas are simply bullies, funded by idiots with more money than you, less morals than you, all attempting to date-rape democracy one video at a time. hey thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 4 of Dumb People with Terrible Ideas on James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Dumb People with Terrible Ideas is produced and performed by Eric Gray. Feel free to find out more at ericexplains.com. That's Eric, E-R-I-C, explains.com. And if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, make sure to subscribe, like, and even leave a review on iTunes and share it on social media. Oh my goodness. That kind of stuff helps a lot. See you soon.